the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tap the app and listen to AM1070, the answer. You can even use the KNTH app to wake up to AM1070. On Alexa, ask to play the Houston Answer. Plus, you can hear us on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And in Houston, you'll find us on AM1070 and FM1033, the answer. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. It's Saturday morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. And we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement, as always, here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show has been around for well over 10 years, since uh, 2000, 2006, 2006, a long time. One of uh, Houston's more popular financial radio shows. And what we try to do is help you understand, build up wealth for retirement, understand retirement, and where to go from here. And in this very rapidly changing world, uh, you have to keep track of things and on top of things. We're going to be going through a lot of that stuff today. We've got one of the biggest uh, movements in the, the market in years. We've got a the, the country shut down due to the coronavirus, and uh, things are changing. And, and, and I think we'll really, we're going to be discussing some of those things today. But I, but I really do think it, more than ever, people are going to have to save money for retirement. How many times did we talk on the show about people had it was like 50% of the people didn't have more than $1,000 saved up. I, I think it was more than $2,000 saved up. And then all of a sudden, the country shut down and people have no savings at all, and it's become a complete disaster. We've got 13% of the people not making their mortgage payments on FHA loans, uh, and we have a huge number of, of, of people out, out of work right now. And we've got the lowest, uh, one of the lowest numbers of percentage employed since the Great Depression. So, uh, it, it, you know, it, it was important. This is why we always talked about the show and, and how our motto and our philosophy was to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That was the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This is why we said that. Now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Chinese coronavirus strikes. Uh, the country shut down. People are out of work. They they need savings. And then if they were aggressively investing the money uh, all in on technology stocks or something else, they lost enormous amounts of money. And uh, and, and here we are at the worst possible time. In many, in many cases, these people might need the the money to live off of. And, and so this is why wealthier people, more successful people, tend to invest more conservatively. You hear a lot about the wealthy investing in private equity, in hedge funds, in all this other stuff. But the truth of the matter is that's for a small amount of their money. The big chunk of their money is in uh, treasuries, uh, CDs, uh, corporate bonds, uh, municipal bonds, conservative investments, big capitalization stocks. The the majority of their money is in that, and that's sometimes – you know, one of the fallacies that people don't really understand is, 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 is they listen because we've helped a lot of these people manage their money. And so we know what people invest in. We know what the really wealthy are investing in. 
and and they're very conservative. They tend to have a lot of cash. Yeah. Over the last before this whole thing started, we were talking about on the show about there was some a re- lot of research coming out that the wealthy had huge amounts of cash on the sidelines. I mean, there's a reason for that. There's the reason they're wealthy because they're smart and they're prudent. And but oftentimes we hear about so and so's investing in this hedge fund or pr- this private equity deal or got in this deal. And, 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 and if you listen to this long enough, you think that's all these people are investing in. That's not the case. The surprising thing about the really wealthy people is they're actually more conservative than you realize. Oh, they love to talk about the you know the the, the deal that they did that they you know that's a private equity deal they're investing in. Or so it's always fun. It's like anyone talking about some spec stock that's run up, and they love to talk about that. It, but understand underneath it. These people are very conservative, and you should be the same way yourself. Well, what do we have here today? Markets come up, been very strong. Uh, what, what's going on? Uh, front page of the New York Times today. The, uh, there's a lady walking three dogs down the street there. That's amazing. I, I'm here at the house. Uh, we, and we're kind of trying to work between here and the office, and so, but I actually prefer the radio station, but uh, anyway, back to this. Uh, after that distraction, the uh, looking looking out uh, the front page of the Wall Street Journal today a story. It was uh, how why why is the market going up? And do we have a question or okay? Uh, Anyway, so the uh, working from home, so you have to work with us some on the on the uh, show sometimes. But uh, Wall Street Journal today: Why is the the stock market rallying in the economy so bad? Look, this is front page of the journal today. This was, if you listen to CNBC, Fox Business, the same thing. Why is this happening? We're getting calls from our clients. Ted, why is the market going up? People talk to us. Uh, you know, uh, when we're talking to Ted, why is the market going up? And this is a good question. And the, the Wall Street Journal gave five things. And I thought I would kind of expand upon that. What they came up with is five things. People are betting on a V-shaped recovery, which means the economy is now starting to reopen. And and then it'll it'll jump back up. And uh, quickly, number two is that the. Uh, that the market uh, the market leaders are rising, which are are basically your your the, the market is very concentrated right now. If you if, if you look at it, the Fang stocks are Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, in 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 Facebook, Microsoft. That's Fam actually Fam. Uh, those account for twenty percent of the S and P five hundred now, which is an extraordinary pyramid. The Nasdaq is up here near hitting new highs. Forty. One percent of the Nasdaq right now is is technology stocks, so it's all basically technology, and so those are all running up because people people will never again, never you know they're all using technology now because of this. So that's the third. The third one is earnings expectations, although they're down fourteen percent in the first quarter, uh, going forward. And we're going to give you our kind of rebuttals on some of this, and then. The fourth one is kind of the fear of moving out, uh, of missing out. The market's going up, and, and people are, oh, it's going up again like it did in 2018, in December of 2018. It went down and shot back up, so they didn't want to get in. And the fifth one is probably bigger reason, and more than anything else, is the Federal Reserve is flooding the system with money. Every central bank in the, in the world is flooding the system with money. And that's probably the biggest reason right there. It, 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 and, and so this is why the market's gone up. Now, one of the more interesting things, it's mostly been the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve has poured in trillions of dollars, over trillion dollars a month is coming in. I think they've expanded their balance sheet by about four to five trillion dollars here in the last three months, which is just extraordinary. If you include the swaps, currency swaps to help out other currencies, uh, the Swiss National Bank, they've increased their, their stock holdings over the last month or so by 22%. So they're coming in there buying with both both hands and fists trying to to get to to buy stocks. I'm suspecting they're working with the Federal Reserve because the Fed is borrowed is barred 
from buying stocks. So they're in there buying. And so everybody has pushed the market up. But that's the big, biggest reason. The others are, are, are much more difficult. Uh, if you look at the V-shaped recovery, if you just, you know, we've gone and checked out some malls and stores, and they really didn't, in restaurants, they didn't look that crowded. We've been, I've been to some restaurants. Uh, they're not real crowded. I think that's going to pick up, but it's going to be a slower process. Some of the big companies like Google and Facebook are talking about the employees can stay out of the office up until the end of the year and into next year. Uh, in many, many states still aren't reopening for another month or more. Uh, some of them are still closed down. And, and so this is going to take time. People are badly frightened by this. The, the, the tech stocks all going up. Look, this is sort of my theory. I think everyone had to buy a lot of technology. They had to buy a lot of products so everybody could work from home. That's given it a boost. But understand, underneath it, we have huge numbers of companies in financial trouble. Small and medium-sized companies are in severe trouble. The tech companies don't just – Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Facebook don't just sell back and forth to each other. They sell to the general population. And those markets – are are in, in trouble in here, and, and so, so what I think I, I think I think these the, the particularly the tech stocks are ahead of themselves. Uh, looking out any anywhere right now, I mean these numbers are just ridiculous. The, the the Nasdaq index has gotten bigger than the rest of the of the entire. If, if you take the rest of the world stocks outside the United States, the, the Nasdaq index is now bigger than those. And even at the peak in, of, of, of the tech bubble in, in 1999, it was at 0.6 times. Now it's one time. So in a, in a, generally it's averaged 0.3, 0.4. So, so this is an extraordinarily overvaluation in that sector. Uh, Technology, as we said, is 20% of the S&P 500. Energy is 3, 3, 3.5%. So uh, anyway, but there's, uh, everybody's piling into the same stuff. The uh, corporate earnings. Down 14%. Look, this is good. That that was April. Okay. February, uh, basically, January and February, it's too late to cancel anything. So basically, those were two good months. We're heading for record profits in the first quarter of the year. And then March fell apart. So the earnings were down. Well, now we're, we went through April and we're into May with the shutdown. We're going to go through May with the shutdown. That's two quarters. So the earnings are going to get worse. And it's going to take time to get better. Uh, you know, I, I think the fear of missing out or there is no alternative is the case up until the market starts going down. I, look, the Federal Reserve, there's nothing you can do with the Federal Reserve. They're going to sit there and drive, drive the Dow to Dow 1 million eventually, and the loaf of bread will end up costing us, you know, $1,000 before this is over. And, and, and so – but understand – Underneath it, the economy is just not in the best of shape right now. I'm going to talk to some of the reasons why here in just a minute. But tell you what, we're coming up here in a break. A couple things. If you haven't gone to the Max Out Savings website, you can sign up for our free Max Out Savings report. We just released one, uh, a copy of it here uh, this week. It, check, your, check your junk mail. Sometimes they go into that. Uh, and if you, if you didn't get it, uh, just Drop us an email at uh, ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com or go to the website, request to sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. And you can also, we're meeting people uh, virtually now, uh, and we can we can actually meet in person if need be to pick up some documentation and stuff. But uh, So uh, we can get with you. Just go to our website and request an appointment. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Now, where are we going to go here, and why shouldn't the market go higher? We're going to discuss that after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. 
And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments in your retirement here as always on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, on Sunday, we run at 3 o'clock on Sundays. And also, you can listen to podcasts. We get a lot of people listening to podcasts. And you can listen to anywhere in the world by going to uh, just Google in 1070 KNTH. And uh, they'll send you the website, hit the Listen Live button, and you can listen anywhere. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, you can always give us a call at 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. Market. I'm looking at the market. It still hasn't uh, – the, the S&P 500 hasn't gone above the, 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 the levels which we talk about in the Max Out Savings Report we just sent out. It's called the Fibonacci number, which is, which is a retracement number on big moves. They're, they're pretty useful, and, and, and it's really struggled to get above it. The NASDAQ did. Uh, and um, but but the S and P 500, which is the broad based, uh, hasn't gotten there. I mean, I've seen some numbers that the Nasdaq is up like six percent or something, and the average stock is down like fifteen twenty. I mean, it, it's pretty uh, astounding the difference between tech and the rest of, uh, of the economy. Uh, and and I think it's really it's had a, a substantial one. Typically, a, a sixty two. 63% retracement. I think it's 62.8 think exact number. That typically, and these numbers aren't, you know, it doesn't stop on a dime, but but everyone else is watching the numbers too. And, and so they tend to kind of be important, but but that's a pretty big retracement. This was a very substantial collapse. I mean, close, you know, the, really the type of thing we see virtually during the, the 1929, it wasn't as bad in 87, it didn't get quite as bad there either, but but it was very quick and very sharp. Uh, it's gone up more like 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 it's it's going to go get the V-shaped recovery in in in, in 18. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I really think uh, it's been pushed up. There's been a lot of of of, of, of buying, people rushing to get back in, uh, in, in a lot of cheerleading. I, I just think it's very difficult. If you look at it. We just got the the unemployment rate, 14.7% unemployment. The, 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 these are the type of things we've seen during the Depression. And, and, and if you look at it, 20, I think it was another 3.5 million people, I want to say. It's, I think it's 20, 21, 22 million people unemployed. I've seen some other numbers. It's 30 million close to it, or, or at least 30 million different people have applied. It, it's pretty much, it, it's a bad situation. If you look at the employment to population ratio, it's 51.3% unemployed. So, you know, I'm looking at a chart here that goes back 70 years, 70 years, and, and it's not even close. I mean, the lowest it was was maybe 55, 
uh, percent, and it's at 51.3. This we started out about 61 percent. So we've got an enormous of, of the people employed. It, it, uh, I mean, this is. There's just nothing like – the only way you see charts went from percentage employed and you get a drop like this is the Great Depression. And so I don't think we're in the Great Depression, but but you have to understand this economy took an enormous hit. We've got thousands of businesses uh, in trouble out there. We, we've got uh, – a lot of companies are going to be downgraded. An enormous number of companies took down all their, their – uh, they they pulled down their lines of credit. We I can't tell you how many companies we listened to that said they pulled down lines of credit and they're conserving cash on on, on conference calls. And, 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 and these are not the type of situation. This is a big hit to to the economy. Uh, if you look at it, you know, be it on on uh, big rig truck sales have dropped. I mean, restaurants are shut down. Uh, theaters shut down. The, the big excitement this week was was Disneyland in Shanghai was reopening. In the first day, they sold they sold out their tickets for the first day in three or four minutes. And you go, wow, this is fantastic. And then it comes out that well, the Chinese government asked them they only want them to run at thirty percent capacity. And then if you listen to what Disney said, they were planning to run it less than that. And then, and then if you listen to the people that they, on social media, why they're going to Disneyland and Shanghai, they go, look, hey, there's no lines. This is fantastic. And so they're probably 20 to 25 percent capacity. So no, you cannot make money in, in this type of environment. And so we need to get the economy back to work and, and move it forward. And, and so, so this is going to take time. And, and so I think the market is really ahead of itself. Uh, because these in, uh, these employment numbers are astounding, and they're going to go up. They're not they're not expected to go down. They're expected to go up over the next month or so, over the next couple of weeks. It, and so we're looking at an extraordinary number of people at work. And how many people didn't get laid off or something because they got government help? And, and people are trying to hold people on. So what we hope to do is we've got to restart the economy. We've got to get people out there working. We got to get people going to stores. We got to get people shopping. We got to get people wanting to do things, and 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 that's going to take some time. And and I think the other thing we're dealing with in this environment is I think the world has fundamentally changed. If you look at some times, there was tr- there was really tremendous change. The depression that fundamentally altered people. People have heard me on the show when I first started out in this business. I would talk about stocks. People go, "Look, Ted, I don't invest in stocks." Either we went through the depression. This this was. In the 80s, there was people that went through the Depression, and they were not going to buy stocks at all. This was 50 years later. I mean, it fundamentally altered how people think. Uh, And we've been talking about on this show, the Max Out Savings Show. We started this show to help you save money and encourage you to save more money and be more conservative. And and I think this is the case. I, I think people are going, oh, my God, for something like this could come out of nowhere, we could be in trouble. People are going to be much more conservative. They're not going to spend as much money. I, I, I think this is going to change things. People compare this to 9-11. The, the economy was shut down for – it wasn't even shut down for four days. Air travel was shut down for a week. It, and everyone – this is not – there's no comparison. We've been shut down for a month in the United States. They still can't get people to fly You know, a month and a half later. It, 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 and so this is fundamentally different. This is changing people. People have been at home. They get time to think about how they'd like to live their life, what they would like to do, how they want to be. And, you know, are they going to come back to commuting an hour a day? You know, that one of the problems a lot of companies are coming up with is a lot of people are like, hey, I don't need to be commuting an hour a day. I mean, New York is going to be terribly hit, I think. Uh, the Because, look, it's not that nice of a place to be in New York. I mean, it's exciting to be around all the people. I, I never have understood New York at all. But but people, if you look at all the people, they're all gone. If you watch CNBC and take a look at where people are broadcasting from, it sure doesn't look to, like it's their house. It looks something like they're in the Hamptons, they're in the Adirondacks, they're on the beach, you know, on the Jersey Shore somewhere. They're they're not in New York, and I'm not convinced they all want to come back because. You know, I've I've driven in the office, you know, went in a couple times last week, and 
the building's kind of empty. It's not a problem, and you go zipping in. It's great. Well, if I had to get on a subway or a taxi, I, you know, I wouldn't be going there. It, it, and I don't think people want to be clustered in, and it's on top of each other as they are. Our neighbor, we're up near the woodlands. We've got a nice neighborhood. It's nothing – I mean, it's not spectacular, but it's the houses are selling pretty quickly in here because it's you – know, they're big lots, and they're really nice, and, and that's where people want to be. I, I th- so I think that's going to change. I think they're going to want to – the idea of living in a house I think is much better than being cooped up in a little bitty condo in New York City. It, and, and people aren't going to want to commute. I, I think they're going to be want to stay at home more. Companies are struggling, and we've talked to some of the companies that are having a really hard time getting their employees back to work. You know, some of them are going, "Look, we're opening up in, in a week," and they're like, "No." And then they come back, you know, a couple of days later and say, "Well, it's going to be two weeks," and they're having trouble getting the employees wanting to come back. And part of it is they're generally frightened, and some generally have health issues that we have to deal with. Some of them are just like, look, hey, I like it here. I, you know, I'm not really ready to go out. And so this is going to take time, but it's going to change things. And so I think people are going to have a better idea of what they want. I think they're going to be more conservative. I think they're going to save more money. I think they're going to want more American products. I think the American people want an American supply chain, American-based supply chain, maybe some some production nearby. But this idea of shipping everything out from China nearly wiped out the United States of America. I mean, that if if, if this thing would have gotten out of control, there's no way we it, we held it in New York for all practical. If it would have really if 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 we'd had New York and Houston, Dallas, L.A., uh, Atlanta, and uh, Chicago all at the same time, our our entire health system would have collapsed. It would would it have collapsed because they were overwhelmed? Yeah, it would have. But it would have really collapsed because we wouldn't have had enough PPE. We wouldn't have enough masks, gowns. We wouldn't have enough anything because everything was being made in China and they were keeping them from themselves. That put the American people at risk. I said. I saw, you know, this show, we have been talking about problems. We haven't really touched on the pandemics as much. We're talking about the EMP. We, we've had congressmen on our show talking about the EMPs, that, which if an EMP hits the United States, this, that makes this look like, like a picnic in the park. And now the president over the last two years has been issuing orders to protect the electric grid from an EMP attack. But, but – my point is we have to start planning for this. I saw a thing in the political. What are the potential dangers going forward? The number one thing was the danger of white supremacy. What the hell are these people talking about? I mean, honest, our country was brought to its knees by a pandemic that we should have been prepared for. And these fools on the, on the left in the Democratic Party are concerned about racial issues that they've ginned up themselves and created a horrific problem. We have got to protect the American people going forward. They want to be protected, so they want their supply chains moved back here. They want a safer country. They want a country that's prepared for these problems in the future. You know, if you remember in the 50s and 60s, we had backup plans for everything. I mean, you would you'd be in school in well, not the 50s, but I remember the 60s. You'd be you would practice for a Soviet attack, a nuclear attack, you'd, you, the, the alarm bell would go off and everyone would get underneath their desk. And then we all had bomb shelters and they had supplies of food. They had all types of things. And somehow we forgot all of that. And now we're going to go back to that. So it's going to be a much more conservative place. It's going to be a much more financially principled place. Now, it's hard to say that when you got the Federal Reserve recklessly printing money, but that's another story. But but people aren't going to accept this going forward, and, and so I think it's going to change things. So if we can get these supply chains back to the United States now, can we compete with the Chinese? No, because they've got they have super low labor cost and no pollution control laws virtually at all. And so even on pollution, only have a fifteen percent uh, uh, manufacturing uh, advantage us just because they have no pollution laws. Look up the research, but. What we can do is we can put in robotic factories to produce that life. So look at these, these uh, the N95 masks, the 3M Honeywell masks are being produced an enormous amount of robotics. Well, people have got to, got to, they got to manage the robots, they got to build the robots, they got to take care of the robots, they got to program the robots. You got robot maintenance, you got people handling everything in the in the in the thing. Those are a lot of really good paying jobs. So we have, yeah, we have less. Way less worker 
usage per thing, but we have more things being produced in the United States, which means more jobs. We can afford to pay our, our people more. If you listen to what Alan Greenspan said, has said about why aren't wages going up over the last 10 years, as we talked about a lot on the show, is he said it's productivity. We haven't been as productive. Well, if you put robotic operations in, people are more productive and wages can go up. And that's what we're going to see. We're going to change the United States. But in this environment, I still think you're going to have to be more cautious going forward because it's going to take a while for this all to happen. It's going to take a while for companies. Companies, look, if you're the CEO of a company, Things were pretty good January 1st. You were blowing and going. Earnings were going up. Things were doing fantastic. Yeah, the little trade tiff with China, which we called the trade war three years ago when everyone else said it was a tiff, actually, it looked like it was winding down. Things were going well. Earnings were good. 3.5% unemployment, record low unemployment in the United States. It was fantastic. Uh, things were going well. All of a sudden today, oh, and you were buying back stock taking down additional debt, buying back stocks, you are picking up about a 2 2.5% earnings growth per year just by buying back the stock. And all you need is a little earnings. You cut a few more costs, and you really didn't need things to do much, and you got 6% growth rate. So uh, if you cut you know 3% off a of growth rate, it's 5%, 6% uh, growth, and you don't even need nothing changes in the company. Well, your world has changed dramatically. Now, you're having to watch, you're having to pay, you're having to sit there and space out your employees. You're having to uh, buy tons of PPE, the personal protective equipment for the employees. They're afraid to come to work. Uh, you're being told by the government and the American people you want your supply chains moved out of China, which means your, your uh, supplies are going up, your raw materials costs are going up. You got to, instead of just picking the phone up and talking to some Chinese person and ordered a bunch of Chinese garbage from the factory or raw materials from China, you got to sit there and find someone here, or you might have to reshore them to the United States and put that factory in that you closed that was so easy to shut down because some Chinese guy claimed he would produce it 20% under what your costs were. Well, you're, that's all changed. By the way, the, those stock buyback programs, the only people that – nobody likes the stock buyback programs. The President Trump is commenting on them. Wall Street is commenting on them. The American people are fed up with it because you're instead of investing in your company and putting that new plant in the United States, you basically shut the plant down, moved it overseas, and bought back stock and said to boost your earnings. So that's going away, okay? So you you got you got to move your supply chain your 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 uh, share repurchases are ending you've got PPE problems you've got the company shut down some of your suppliers can't produce things it's pretty tough out there that's going to be a drag on earnings in, in addition your your board is asking you hey do we have too much debt in some of the shareholders so now you're trying to reduce debt at the same time that the economy's down and your earnings are down thirty or forty percent that's a tougher situation that puts a bigger drag on earnings. And this is why it's going to be very difficult for this market to continue to go up. And I think this is something we're going to have to watch more closely. But, but again, you can't have, have a booming stock market when, you, when you've got 51% of the people in the United States employed. Hey, is it going to get better? Absolutely. Is the United States going to recover from this? Absolutely. Are we going to rope, uh, reopen? Absolutely. Are we going to sit there and recover from this? Absolutely. But it's going to take time. And, and, and corporate earnings are going to be one thing that's going to take a lot longer to recover from than people think because of all of these issues that have piled up on top of them. And, and so, and, and the other thing, we're running uh, uh, deficits up right now, and, and so there's going to be enormous pressure to start raising taxes, enormous pressure. I mean, we've spent an enormous amount of money uh, – and uh, the highest we got the highest budget deficit since the Great Depression, the, the, the World War II. Excuse me, since World War II, you're looking at probably a twenty eighteen to twenty percent budget deficit. There's going to be pressure to raise raise taxes. Uh, middle class is going to be pretty tough. Rich, it's I, they're going to it's going to be problems there. You know, and I think corporate America is a pretty easy one because you just gave them a tax cut a couple years back, and all they did was was uh, Buy back more company stock with it and take on more debt, which you know hasn't really helped the country. And now people are kind of looking at that, going, "Well, I thought we were supposed to get some type of growth on it." So again, all of these things are adding pressure on company earnings. And so, 
I think that's not well understood. I think people are being overly optimistic on how we're going to come back. And so this is going to take – I think – so I think the market is clearly well ahead of itself in a pretty dangerous situation here. So we'll, we'll watch it and see. But tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break. If you haven't gone to the website and sign up for their free Max Out Savings Report, we write a lot about this in the Max Out Savings Report. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and uh, we'll help you out. Uh, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on this uh, show. Uh, hey, Ted, you have a caller. His name is Charles. Okay, great. Hey, Charles. Yeah, uh, well, more of a comment. Uh, uh, Ted, uh, good morning. Uh, morning. I, I just finished completing a, a proxy for a security I owned, and there was a shareholder proposal, and the proposal was essentially wanting the company to embrace the Paris Climate Accord. And I'm thinking to myself, in this era of the virus, and, uh, you know, the economy going in the dumpster and these companies, as, as all of the points that you brought out, uh, you know, it seems to me that, that these companies are spending a lot on ESG, this environmental, social governance, uh, you name it. Now, all of this stuff yeah. that to me does nothing but drain, the, drain money from the company uh, itself. And I think companies in general need to start standing up to a lot of this stuff and start saying, look, we're in a business to make a profit. I mean, this is, we are capital, we are a democracy that embraces capitalism, and the first and foremost, uh, uh, I guess, edict should be basically, look, we're here to be profitable, and then we share our profits with the shareholders, and then we do good good things for the for the local communities and things of that nature. But I think these companies have really gotten so distracted that, uh, from what you're pointing out, that uh, and as I said, the, the fact that I'm looking at a proxy here and they're talking about the Paris Climate Accord, 
I mean, to me, ask anybody right now who's lost their job or who's worried about their job or or maybe affected by this virus and ask them, are they, are they really concerned about the Paris Climate Accord? They're probably giving that as much thought as probably uh, campaign finance reform when John McCain would used to scream about that. So to me, I think, I, I, I think these companies need to start start basically standing up to a lot of this stuff and not and and really coming back to, to I guess to their basic roots again. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself, Charles. I agree with you completely. I mean, it look, what companies provide is profits for the shareholders, they provide jobs uh, for for the American people, which is very important and and with the ESG stuff, they're really getting into policy, which is the purview of the United States government or any government for that matter. It, and it's very dangerous when corporations start thinking that they're setting policy because they're not elected uh, by 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 the American people, and it's a very dangerous thing. So, yeah, excellent point. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – it's just uh, – it, it's pretty sad. It, uh, good, good call. Thanks, Charles. I, I, I'm reminded by I'm, re, I'm reminded by the uh, advertisement from Procter and Gamble that came out some time back with the Gillette and uh, those commercials that came out, and it was it was an uproar about that. And I thought, well, the company really has no business to be coming in here and making trying to trying to make political statements. Or I think people are really kind of fed up with all the political politicization of of a lot of things whether it be sports or anything and i think uh companies need that basically including the shareholder meetings need to get back to just simply focusing on the company and how they're going to move forward so anyway great point thanks charles sure thing yeah there's an old saying in in football team is you know they're out there playing football and I heard this in the pro, and sometimes things just start going badly, and everybody starts trying to do, you know, the, 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 they're trying to do the linemen or trying to do the, uh, some of the other people's job, the receiver's trying to do someone else's job. And the answer is do your job, stick to your job. And it's the same way with corporations. I mean, your job is to make the widget or whatever. Your job is not to do policy. Stick to your job and do it well. And the final thing is, I'm absolutely convinced an enormous amount of the pollution in the world has really come from offshoring, offshoring factories to China and elsewhere where they've been able to dodge the pollution laws. And I think if by bringing the companies, the manufacturing back to the United States where we can monitor the level of pollution, it helps out. So, yeah, I, I agree completely with that, Charles. Uh, interesting. Ted, you have another uh, call. His name is Bob. Okay, Bob, you had a question. Yes, uh, Ted. Uh, two two uh, macro concerns I have, and the first one is this uh, pandemic. Uh, I would highly recommend everybody listening to to go to that Spanish flu nineteen eighteen documentary history. It's on YouTube. It's free, and when you see that, it'll really shake you up because we're we're making the same mistakes. But here here's the catalyst. The reason why. Uh, I'm looking for a catalyst to retest the March lows. And what I saw yesterday was the first day Texas opened up. I went over to the liquor store to get my medicine, right? And uh, basically, I went in there. I had a mask on. And this was over by Sugarland, Missouri area, Highway 6. And I went in there, and the lady was closer than six feet. No mask, no signs, no nothing. I had a mask on. I bought the stuff, and I sanitized it when I got home. But right next door was very alarming what I saw when I was getting ready to leave the parking lot. Uh, the barbershop was packed. Nobody had any masks on. And then as I was getting ready to leave, the FedEx guy pulled up. He went into the into that barbershop with some kind of package with no mask on. And then he came out before I left. So that's my concern. I think we're going to make the same human mistakes we made in 1918. So to me, the catalyst to retest the March lows would be a second wave of this killer disease. And uh, that's why I'm saying that. Uh, the other thing is negative interest rates have got me shook up. Uh, negative interest rates, $25 trillion in hot air money thrown at this problem. And I want your opinion. 
I'm thinking of the Jimmy Carter era when we had stagflation with high interest rates. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be this, a repeat of that. And I want your opinion on what it's going to do to gold, Bitcoin, and especially some of my friends. I'm not doing it, but some of my friends are trying to refinance their homes. They have jobs just like me. I'm very fortunate that way. But uh, with the zero interest rates, I'm t- my, what I was telling them is, all right, you want to refinance, but you're crazy if you're going to uh, take money out and, and, and balloon your, your payment. To me, uh, until oil comes back in Houston, I think we're going to see a, a, another another uh, beatdown in real estate prices. So I'm pretty bearish okay. on everything, just because okay, of human me, nature from what I've been seeing. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I think that's a good point. Uh, I, I'm not sure we get – they're talking about maybe uh, next year we have uh, – next fall we might have another thing. And what I, I think by then, I think we'll have much better treatments and we'll move through this better. Uh, to your point, look – I, I think I think they need to reopen the the, the, the state up. It's, uh, but I look, I do believe people ought to be wearing masks. I wear a mask. I when I go into the office, I even have a glove on when I'm touching the elevator. Uh, but I I do think people ought to at least wear a mask. It's a simple thing, and and, and use the the anti viral stuff on your hands, the sanitizer to keep it off. And I think that's important. Uh, the, the negative interest rates. Uh, this is a problem. Uh, you can see gold and silver start to run. Uh, we saw some negative rates earlier this week for, for later this year. Uh, I, I, think, I think this is badly frightening people. Uh, if, if this happens, the gold, the silver are going to go up. I, I think I think the market is is moving. Uh, I was just looking at we've got. I was on the phone yesterday to a supplier of of, of gold and silver coins, and he's like Ted the the uh, it's a pretty big premium. I'd recommend holding off some till till it comes back down. I don't think the silver comes down very much. I think if there's a sharp move in the market down, it drops some. And not, uh, but I, I, I think I think there's going to be huge demand for gold and silver. I think they're going higher. Uh, he felt that you should wait and pull back. I think it's about five dollar premium right now, which is expensive per coin. Uh, but I, I just don't. I think you're going to see a move up in gold and silver. Uh, I think people are. Very badly frightened by the Federal Reserve and the other central banks, they appear to be flooding the market with money. If we go to, there, I think they're close to losing control. Negative interest rates in Japan resulted in a 20-year bear market. Market did not come back, recover its peak for 20 years. It, it wrecks the the banking system in the country. The banking system they've had negative rates for uh, much of the last 10 years or part a good part of the last 10 years in Europe the, the, they were not ever to, able to restructure their banks because of that uh, they've had no growth in Europe negative rates mean we're going to have a decade of no growth I think they keep pouring money in I think eventually you're going to get inflation because I think the central banks are losing control the bitcoin's a little different I think more money's going to come into bitcoin but but I just think the government's going to try to do what they can to get control of that. I think the gold and silver is still a pretty good place to be. I think you continue to buy them. In a pullback, you buy more. Uh, markets, I think, go lower uh, in here. Uh, by, by the way, interesting story, um, truck sales. Truck sales are doing quite well in the United States. Again, Hey, Ted, you have a sales. caller. His name is John. Okay, John. Hold on. I'll be right with you, John. Uh, truck sales are doing very well. Uh, they're 40% of the business for the big three automakers. Now, there's shortages developing in some trucks because the, the factory's been shut down. People are still buying. That's a good sign. Cars aren't doing as well, but truck inventories are actually down 30%, which means that, that people are starting to work and get out and do things, which is a good sign. John, you had a question for us. Uh, uh, yeah, Ted. Um, I was listening to it at Fauci, and he said that you know, the mask – for us is useless. Uh, the reason is is because we're we're always adjusting it, and uh, we're touching our face. And uh, he said uh, the mask is only helpful for the uh, the healthcare uh, people. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, here's my theory on that. Two things. I think they really downplayed the usage of the mask because when the president. And the team sat down. They were said, look, we do not have enough masks for health care workers at all. And he said, go get more. He said, there are no more. And I think there was a, there's still a desperate shortage of masks for health care workers. And they're trying not 
to have the public use masks because of it. This is sort of my theory is I know if I have a mask on, I won't touch my face. And, and so I think the mask work. And if someone is sick, it limits how far the viruses go out when they're breathing. So I, yeah. I do think it, it's safe, and I, I think it's a good idea to have them. The, the Asians for years, and they went – keep in mind, they had a, a MERS epidemic and a coronavirus epidemic a, a number of years back. And, uh, and so they're much more used to masks over there than we are. Oh, absolutely. Oh, hey, also, Ted, I'm hearing um, uh, the rumbling that there is going to be another $2,000 check coming to the people. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, the Democrats you know, the, want, I think, want to do that. I, I think that, you know, they were talking about $2,000 a month, something. I think they could send something out to some people. Uh, the one thing they're kind of running into is the unemployment's very good now. A lot of people are getting more on unemployment than they normally would get. So I, right. I and I think the Democrats are really going to try to push through the climate change agenda and everything else. Uh, the president is saying, "Look, I'm just, it's going to be a while till we redo something because they realize it's going to be a bigger problem to do another stimulus. There'll be another one coming, but I think it's it's probably three or four weeks away." Yeah. Okay. Well, enjoy your weekend, man. Okay. Thank you. And so, yeah, that's something uh, I do think. Look, I mean, it, we're really looking at 14.7% uh, unemployment. Those numbers are expected to go up next week and the week after. Uh, 20, 22, 23 million people out of work. I mean, these are depressionary levels. Now, we should be able to get a lot of these people back to work pretty quickly, but it, 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 it's a real problem, and we have to help these people out. Uh, another interesting thing out there, we talk, the negative interest rates really worry me. The Fed only this week started buying corporate bonds. I, here's some good news. I think behind the scenes, there's a lot of people, very very powerful people that are very, very uncomfortable, that typically don't say anything about the Fed. They're very uncomfortable with the Fed buying corporate bonds. I think there's some real pushback, and I think they've backed off to some extent on that, and I think they're trying to pull away to some extent. I think there's a lot of of, 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 of fear about buying corporate bonds, and I think also the negative rates. The negative rates in, in, in the, the Fed funds futures were saying negative rates late this year and the next or this week, and that's, when, that's why I think the precious metals are going to continue to go up. My gut feel is the market, I think, is really too high up here. I think you just got to be patient and wait for some other opportunities. This uh, this uh, reopening is going to go much slower than people think. So something to keep an eye on. You still want to be con conservative out there and frugal. Keep your spending low. Make sure you have enough savings because it's going to take us a while to get through this thing. A couple of things coming up at the end of the show. If you if you need some help managing your IRA rollover, your retirement, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. I'll be happy to help you. Uh, we use TD Ameritrade to hold the assets. Go to the website maxoutsavings.com. You can request a virtual appointment. And uh, also, it, if if nothing else. Uh, go over there, sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. We write a lot about this in the report. We send it out about once every uh, once a month, sometimes twice a month. I write all this stuff myself. This is not some canned report. You're, you'll get interesting things. We try to bring a lot of good stuff to you to help you save money and build up wealth. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer.